Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to the NJS Bay's Blog Talk Radio Show, Conversations on New Jersey Education, a show dedicated to bringing the education issues to members of the education community, and a conversation that brings state leaders and issues to you, and I hope you all feel free to join in on the conversation today. My name is Ray Penny, and I'll be your host for this morning's show. Today, we will not only be taking uh, your calls, but as usual, we have our chat room open. So if you want to participate, you have two vehicles in which to participate. To explain that will be... Christy. Christy? Hi, good morning. If you want to call in, just dial 1-347-989-8904. If you want to make a comment or ask a question, just press 1 on your phone, and that will let me know that you'd like to be on the air. So I'll get your name and your topic, and we will put you on. If you're just listening on your computer, we do have a chat room feature that you can log into. We'll be monitoring the chat room, and we'll pass on some of your comments or questions to our speaker. To log into the chat room, you will need to register with Blog Talk Radio. Thanks, Christy. Uh, the issue of moving school board elections from April to November has been discussed almost every year in the legislature. When it was dis- discussed in the past, though, it has always been in a mandatory fashion. This year, on the last day of the 2010-2011 legislative session, Bill S. 3148A4394 was passed that gives boards of education the option to move the school board election from November uh, from April to November, and also in that exchange eliminating the need for the vote on the public. Two things need to be stated before we move forward on this discussion, though. First, that the governor has not signed the bill yet, and actually there was a tweet yesterday that he prefers that this bill is mandatory, but that does not mean he's not going to sign it. And the second is that municipal governing bodies were also given this authority, which I'm sure will come up in either the questions from the audience or later in the discussion. The bill was fast-tracked through the lame duck session, and as is the case with a lot of legislation that is fast-tracked, there are some things that are unclear, and we will not be able to give you definitive answers in that area. We can just try to use common sense to guide us. Here to talk with me about it is John Burns, an attorney with NJSB and also in our legal department. And actually, John is also in our governmental relations department, so he can talk to it from a couple perspectives. John, welcome. Thank you, Ray. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Let's – if a board – let's get right into it. If a board decides that they want to move the election to November, what do they need to do? If a board uh, wishes to move the election to November – they need to pass a resolution um, stating that they uh, that that is their preference to uh, to move the election to November, um, and um, the uh, legislation um, specifically says that um, the uh, question of moving the uh, date of the school district's annual school election to the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, in other words, the November general election. Um, uh, can be done by resolution uh, by by the Board of Education. Okay. uh, If they pass a resolution, who do they send it to? Well, uh, this is where it gets uh, back to your comment about um, uh, fast-track legislation. The the, uh, bill as um, was passed doesn't specifically say um, to whom the resolution needs to go, uh, but um, you know, if, if we uh, think about this, um, certainly um, it needs to go to uh, those authorities that control. John. John. Uh, I'm right here. Okay. I did not hear um, your comment. Okay. I, I, as I was stating, it's, uh, the resolution should go to the Secretary of State's office. It should go to uh, the County Board of Elections. Um, and it should also go uh, – a copy should be uh, gone to the uh, Department of Education and also New Jersey School Boards Association just so that that way we can keep track of um, – those boards that have elected to move their uh, election to November. And uh, I understand that the NJSBA will be posting something on our website, a sample resolution that will 
include what probably should be in that standard resolution, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh that that is that is true. Uh we'll have that ready uh for uh the board membership in the next couple of days. Okay. Uh if a, I get asked this question a lot. In fact, uh, I was at a meeting last night and uh if a board decides to move to the November election, does their budget calendar change or does their budget process stay basically the same? The budget process stays basically the same. Um there is an an adjustment of uh some of the dates um but the budget process remains the same there is still the budget hearing um and there is still approval by the uh executive county superintendent um and so that really does remain the same all right and there's no obviously there's no um vote on the budget if it's below cap at or below cap uh, th- that is correct that that that's one of the key provisions of this legislation is that if a uh, board elects to move their um, election to November, uh, then there is no uh, vote on that budget if the budget is at or below cap. I'm talking to John Burns from NJSBA's legal department. If you want to ask a question about school board el- this legislation and moving school board elections in November, and I know there's a lot of questions out there, dial one. Three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four, and just press one, and I'll indicate that you have a question. Um, John, we didn't have too many second questions last year, but if uh, a board wants to go above cap, I think there's a it's a little bit trickier now um, in terms of the budgeting and when that second question is voted on. Could you explain that? Well, what would happen is um, if a uh, board elects to move their election to November. Um, and they are above cap. What occurs in that instance is uh, that second question goes on the November ballot. And um, if approved, it then becomes part of the uh, tax levy um, for the current budget year, um, which uh, – may mean that there may need to be adjustments on the municipal side when it comes to the tax levy. Um, and it may also mean that um, for districts that do have a second question, um, that in one sense they are, uh, are taking a little bit of a gamble um, from the standpoint of the fact that if that question goes down, um, then their temporary budget um, that they've – Put in place, um, that becomes the final budget. So what it means then is, um, if they've uh, done anything uh, since September in terms of the anticipation of this program, uh, they would then have to um, shut down or stop uh, whatever programming that they've done um, uh, because they do not have the authorized funding uh, to do it if that question goes down at the November election. Yeah, I, my guess is that we won't see that many second questions being uh, presented. Um, say you you move the school board election to November. They, it's still a nonpartisan election. How does do we know how it's going to appear on the ballot? Because I know well, that's a concern uh, for a lot of uh, board members that the politics might get involved. Well, I mean, this is the first time in New Jersey uh, that we've really done this um, at the. Uh, Senate committee hearing on the bill, uh, there was a uh, county clerk who um, testified about some of the uh, practical implications of doing all this. And as part of that, one of the things that she said was that there would need to be then a separate part of the ballot because of the fact that boards of education are not nonpartisan. There would have to be a separate part of the ballot. Um, that the um, voters could go to to select their candidates for um, Board of Education uh, so that the nonpartisan nature of the um, board election is still maintained, even though we're holding it now in conjunction with the November general election. Okay. um, If a board does not want to change the election to November. 
I've, I was asked about this. Do they have to pass the resolution saying they want to keep it the same? My understanding is they don't just take no action. Uh, that is correct. If a board is happy with um, the uh, having the election in April, uh, as has uh, been the case, uh, then a board needs to take no action at all. Um, keeping in mind, however, that under this bill, there are three ways that the election can be moved. One is uh, by action of the Board of Education. The second is uh, by action of the municipality. And then the third way is um, by a petition from the voters. Um, so it's possible that if a board does nothing because they're uh, um, happy with having the board election in April, it is possible that a municipality, um, that the municipality that comprises the school district um, could say, well, no, we think it's better that the um, uh, Board of Education elections be held in November. So uh, and that answers the question. If there's a dueling um, uh, resolutions, one between this Two entities, one the municipality who wants to move it to November and the school board that wants to keep it in April, the, uh, the municipal body trumps it. Well, yes, and and in one sense, under under this bill, there really is no uh, dueling resolution scenario because the resolution that a board would pass to say we want to keep it in April, that resolution has no effect under this bill. The only resolution that has meaning under this bill is the resolution to either move it to November or um, to move it back from November back to April. Okay. I have a caller, and before I take the caller, because she's going into the area I want to go into next, um, how long is the commitment on this? It's a four-year commitment? Yes, it is, it is a four-year commitment. So a board after two years says, uh, we don't really like this. There's nothing that they can do about that. That, that is correct. They are then, uh, in your scenario, locked in for another two years. All right. Uh, Terry? Yes. Terry, you had a question about when this takes effect, and I wanted to get into that, but you you yes. ask it. Hi, Ray. It's Terry Sergio from Apanacon. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Terry? Good. Uh, my question is this. As you know, we are we are soundly defeated every single year, so I would love to have a my 2% uh, and get to use that every year. So my question is this. In this moving forward right now, since we are so close to the governor signing this, is there any chance that this could take effect for this coming election? Um, yes. Uh, under the terms of the bill, um, when the bill was, was originally introduced, um, the bill was originally supposed to take effect um, on the January 1st uh, following enactment. However, uh, in the lame duck session, it was amended so that the bill would take effect immediately. So that um, the governor has until January 17 at noon to sign this legislation. If he does so, theoretically then, a board could, um, on the evening of January 17, uh, pass a resolution saying we are moving our April election to November. Okay, that's great. I have a 23rd meeting. I'd love to be able to uh, have that resolution, and I know school boards is planning on putting one together, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, we, we should have that resolution uh, on our re website in the next couple of days. My other question uh, regarding uh, the last uh, discussion regarding resolutions, uh, I have a feeling that my community would would like to oppose that resolution because they do take money away from our 2% cap every year. So is there an uh, – and I've been advised that, no, they could not oppose our resolution, the municipality. Is that valid? Uh, that That is correct. Okay. The, the, the election can be moved by either the Board of Education – the municipal governing body, or the voters. Um, and, but there is no procedure for um, if there's any opposition to any of those groups moving the election that you can in any way um, uh, stop the resolution um, from going forward. Okay, that's great. Okay, thanks, Terry. Terry, thanks. you should know one thing, though, that in four years someone might be able to change back. Oh, no, but, I understand that. Okay. The four-year commitment for that. Okay, thanks a lot, Terry. I'm going to put you on Thank hold. You. 
John, uh, before I get to a couple other callers, um, T Terry's taking action or board is thinking of taking action in, in January. What's the timeline now? I mean, because how late can they wait? The election's in April, but petitions are in, I think, February 27th. Right. And um, uh, this gets back to your original introductory comments with regard to um, fast-track legislation. Um, one of the questions that we would have loved to have seen addressed in the bill is this very question of, is there a deadline uh, by which uh, the Board of Education or, or the governing body or the um, uh, can um, pass the resolution? And in the bill itself, there is uh, it's silent with regard to the issue of when uh, you need to do this by. Now that being said, um, one of the one of the real impetuses behind this bill is the fact that um, it is supposed to save uh, taxpayer dollars. So um, logic may suggest that um, this decision really needs to be made before the Board of Education begins to uh, incur costs uh, with regard to the election. Um, and so at, at the very uh, least, um, you know, we could suggest that the date by which boards uh, need to do this is uh, the date by which uh, petitions need to be in, which is February 27th of this year. But that being said, um, there is no date uh, mentioned in the legislation. And um, so prudence would suggest, though, if a board is thinking about doing this, uh, that they do that they do so sooner rather than later, uh, and um, that they work with their board attorney uh, to make sure that they're doing it uh, in a timely fashion. Okay, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a bunch of questions from callers. I'm going to get to one. Barbara, hi. How are you? Hi, Ray. How are you? Good. Good to see you again. And I, you have a question on the effect on the the reorganization if a board decides to move it. What do they have to do in April? for things along that line? Yes. Um, as everybody knows, when you have your reorgs in April, uh, at least two of the things you reappoint are your board secretary and your treasurer of school monies, and they're appointed for the school year. Now, if you're moving things, how does that change things? And When do you appoint? And do you have to appoint now for a six-month term from you know May to January, and then January reappoint for the full year? Well, um, with regard to reorganization, the bill provides that if uh, you are elected at the November general election, then uh, organization is held the first week of January. Right. Um, and with regard to things like treasurer of school monies, uh, this is one of the things that the uh, bill specific does specifically address. Um, and um, what it says is um, that uh, the board may appoint a treasurer of school monies um, and his term of office uh, shall expire annually on June 30th of each year or January 15th of each year in the case of um, a regional district in which the annual school election is in November. Um, but it looks like uh, what this means then is um, you, uh, if you do move to November, um, for those that are currently in place, they would continue to serve um, uh, un until uh, the January election, and that might require um, uh, you to pass an additional resolution uh, to do so, and it is going to require you to take a look at all of these appointments, because even though Treasurer of School Monies is, is addressed here, there are many appointments that are not addressed in the legislation and uh, will require you to work with your board attorney to, to figure out all the appointments um, and how they, they need to go, because some of them do have uh, firm deadlines in statute, and others you may just be able to extend uh, by contract. Um, now, for instance, your your board attorney, um, you know, generally uh, uh, they get appointed at reorganization as well, and as a professional service, uh, it's a year-long contract, and so therefore then a board would have to um, extend that contract uh, until um, uh, until the uh, January reorganization. Mm -hmm. Okay, Barb. 
Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, I knew this was coming, John. The questions from the regional boards. Terry's when from Apaca when when she was discussing it. It's easy. It's one district. Uh, now we're going to get some questions from uh, some of the regional boards, and I will take um, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen, how you doing? I'm good, Ray. How are you? Good. It's good to hear from you. Uh, what's your question? I know you're in a regional board. Well, well not we, in a regional board. You I'm, I'm to, on I'm on the K-8 you know, board. We right. feed to a regional high school, uh, two regional high schools, actually. And my question is, we have seven separate K-8s who normally house the individual elections. How does this bill handle that? What if only four of the towns choose to move to November who handles the costs? Does April still happen for the other towns? How do you handle the regional if not all seven boards go agree to a November or agree to stay at April? Well, uh, first of all, the the, the bill um, does address regional districts. Um, and I'm assuming in your case uh, you send to a limited-purpose regional district. No. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, it's, full, it's just full a full regional high school. Uh, a full regional high school. Uh, under the terms of the bill, the bill says that um, a local or regional school district um, can move the election to November. Um, and so, uh, if you're not a limited purpose regional district, and uh, and you're a, uh, a full a full regional, as you stated. Um, what would occur is the regional could determine to move the election um, to November if if they wished. Um, if, uh, and I realize that this doesn't apply in your situation, if you're a limited purpose regional, it requires the agreement of all the constituent districts in order to move the limited purpose regional to uh, to November. Can we, John, can you define the difference between a limited and a full? Because I think there might be some. Uh... Well, well, a, a limited purpose regional is, for instance, um, uh, you have uh, several K eight districts that send to um, send to a nine twelve. Um, a, a, a limited purpose is, is something that's less than a K twelve. Um, so, um, so uh, Mary Ellen, okay. I, I believe now you are I actually no, now I think I am a limited purpose. Yeah, right. Yes, because it, it, I. It's just a high school. It's not a. It's yeah. not a K twelve. Right. So. So. So yes, in in your uh, scenario, if you're a limited purpose regional, the, all the constituents must agree um, to move the election to November. Now that agreement can occur either uh, through any of the three ways under the bill. The uh, municipality does the resolution. The board of education does the resolution, or um, uh, in the unlikely scenario um, of the, vo the voters doing it, um, but it requires um, all the constituents uh, to agree to that. Now, well, we have yeah. our we have our own budget then from separate from the high school though. Yes. I don't. I, no, right? uh, yes. Mary Ellen, your question: yeah. Can you, as a K eight district, just um, vote to move your budget to November? And the high school continue to keep theirs um, in April. Is that a scenario that you're looking at? Yeah, that's that's what I'm asking. Uh, and the answer to that is, under the terms of the bill, you could certainly do that. Okay, so if the high school stays in April and we move to November, who pays for the costs in April? That are well, it, uh, the the costs are the same. The cost apportionment is the same in terms of okay. wh whomever pays for the April election now continues to pay for the April election, uh, and and I believe um, that it's it's the Board of Education who ultimately pays the cost for the April election. Additionally, uh, John, I think in, in her, in her ahead, case, I think she's with if the K eight pulls out and goes to November. And it used to be a school board election for both the K-8 and the 9-12. Was, her question is, would the 9-12 still bear the cost of the entire election since her board is not participating in that election? Um, yes. Under the terms of the bill, the bill says that the um, uh, Board of Education is responsible for the cost, for, for, for the difference 
uh, in the cost. Um, and it requires the agreement of the county board of elections and the board of education with regard to how much um, the board is to pay of that difference if if the election uh, moves to November. Now, that poses an interesting scenario because if the board does not agree to pay those costs, um, does the county board of elections have any uh, 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 have any um, recourse then? Because the law does say that uh, it requires um, an agreement uh, between um, the the county and the the school board to to pick up that difference. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ellen. Okay. I have another question from a regional district. Angela. Angela, do you have a question? Angela, are you still there? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ellen. What happened? I have another question from a regional district. Angela. Hello. Uh, Angela, are you on now? Yes, I am. Hi, Ray. How are you? Good. I we had a technical difficulty, I guess, there uh, on my part. Uh, yes, I'm still here. Okay, John, do you hear her? Yes. Okay. Hi. Um, we in in our regional. I believe we're a limited purpose regional. We have yes, you are. Um, four. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, yes, we have we have four sending districts, K through six, and then we have a regional. I believe it's limited purpose, which is seven through twelve. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think what I'm hearing from John is that because we're limited purpose, all four of the locals, our four K through sixes, must choose in effect in concert to move to November before West Essex could even consider moving to November. Is that accurate? Um, that that appears to be accurate, but again, what I would do is I would say you need to uh, work with your board attorney on this because the language the language says the following. It says um, it lays out initially um, that if you're a local or regional district, um, you you get to do the process of either the municipal or board of education resolution or or the um, uh, petition by the voters. Then Correct. in a separate paragraph, what it says um, is the following. It says, in addition to the process set forth earlier, um, in the event of the constituent districts of a limited purpose regional school district, um, what occurs in that instance is that then, um, and that they approve um, the moving of the date of the annual election by any of the procedures uh, earlier than um, the uh, school election for the limited purpose regional will be held. Then, right. my question that I that I'm I'm not quite sure on, and and the and the law appears to be a little bit unclear, is that in the first section where it talks about a local or regional school district, and then there's this separate section with regard to limited limited purpose regional. Does that mean then that a limited purpose regional has this additional process of um, being able to have all these constituents agree to move the limited purpose regional district, uh, or does it mean that no, this is a separate process and uh, a limited purpose regional gets treated separately from a regional district in and of itself? I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah, and in, in other words, uh, in uh, this language, does the limited purpose regional school district itself, can it, as a as a regional district, can it decide to move the election on its own, mm -hmm. um, as would be suggested in the in the first section of the bill where it talks about a local or regional school district moving the election, mm -hmm. or because it's a limited purpose regional district, this separate section applies and. Mm -hmm. The limited purpose regional has no say. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that I would want you to uh, uh, consult with your board attorney on that because um, uh, just to get a clarification, because it would appear um, that when it uses the language in addition to the process, 
mm-hmm. set forth in the first paragraph. Um, in the event that all constituent districts of a limited-purpose regional district approve moving the date, then mm-hmm. it gets moved. Um, and I would just want you to uh, clarify with your board attorney that um, uh, that the constituents uh, could do this and a limited-purpose regional uh, determine exactly what its role is as the limited purpose, whether or not it could decide on its own to do this. And, and I have a follow-up on the municipal issue. Can, did I hear you correctly when you said that the municipality can file to move the school board election and that the municipality trumps the local school board? Uh, it's not a case of trumping. Um, the school board, but it's a case of uh, whoever gets there, uh, at least under the terms of the bill as we know it, it appears that it's whoever makes the decision first mm-hmm. gets to control. Oh, my goodness. So, um, so if theoretically, let's say um, your board had no interest in in doing this whatsoever, um, but your municipality um, thought that this was a great idea, Theoretically, if your municipality uh, passed a resolution after the, after the signing of this bill mm-hmm. um, and you did nothing, then your election would be moved to November um, regardless of, of what the, the, your own internal wishes of the board were. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'll put you on hold, Angela. Um, John, is it? Whoever goes first, or is it just that the idea that someone wants to move it to November is the stronger precedent over the the other, uh, keeping it in April? Well, the, under the terms of the bill, there is no uh, uh, procedure by which you can you can say no. We like to keep it in April. Under the terms of the bill, it's uh, um, the person that expresses. Or excuse me, the body that expresses the uh, uh, wish to move the election to November—that uh, that is that is the uh, resolution that has legal effect. Okay. A right. resolution uh, that says uh, we like our election in April—that has no legal effect, although that might have uh, some sort of uh, popular or or political effect in terms of expressing uh, what the wish of the school board and and perhaps uh, the voters are. But under the bill, um, only a a resolution to move the election to November, that is the thing that has legal effect. Um, I have a question. There are a couple of questions in the chat room. I'm trying to deal with all of them. Um, Mary Ellen brought up the cost of the election uh, before, but if a board moves the from April to November, do they have any November election costs? Or is there a savings of the money in their budget for this completely? Um, There may not be a savings in the budget completely because what it says under the bill is that um, if a school district's uh, election is moved to the date of the general election, then the Board of Education and the County Board of Elections enters into an an agreement pursuant to guidelines issued by the Secretary of State under which the Board of Education shall pay any agreed-upon increase in the cost, charges, and expenses that may be associated with holding the school election simultaneously with the general election. Um, So So there may be some additional costs. Not not additional. There might be some cost to the election. uh, Exactly. Um, uh, But that's to be determined um, from this agreement that uh, the board would enter into uh, with the county board of elections, and which would be, and this agreement would be guided um, by uh, guidelines issued by the secretary of state. All right, staying on the November election, because uh, Camille, you have a very good question. Someone moves to it. When's your deadline? What your question is about the deadline? Yes, yes. Thanks, Ray, for doing this. Um, uh, my question is: If the election is moved to November. When is the filing deadline for the candidates for that election? Is it still February 27th, or is it uh, moved no, forward? No, under the terms of the bill, um, if a board, if if a board of education or municipality or voters decides to move the election to November, um, then the filing deadline becomes 
the date of the primary election, which is generally, um, I believe it's the first week of June. Um, so uh, they would have until the date of the primary election uh, to file their petitions. Okay. I have, Ray, if, if you will, I have a question as to some of the discussion we just had about the municipal um, and the board's um, putting through the resolutions to move it. Um, and, uh, just an, an impression on this. Um, it seems to me that one more time, uh, the local boards of ed are giving up their elected rights to run the school district and handing it over to the municipalities, which really can be self-serving in this decision. Um, am I right in assuming that? Because if if, if a district wants to keep the election in in, um, in April, and a municipality has a reason to um, move it, uh, they they can and will move it without the Board of Ed agreeing to it. That doesn't seem very fair. Um, and I'm talking about a district that may have political reasons for moving um, an election to November, um, maybe has some upheaval in their own town, and this would be a very nice way of getting some of the... Um, the um, um, what do you call it, the um, attention off of them. Uh, uh, and a follow-up to that is um, changing the election to November, um, how does that affect districts if our governor and our friends in Trenton decide to cut funding again? Um, you know, you may be stuck with a situation where funding may be cut in February, we have a November election, and we have to put through a, a second question because because of funding um, caught, cuts, we now have to find money to run programs that just are you know are are, are necessary. And now we're putting up a second a second question, and the voters may turn that down. Um, could this be used by Trenton as a ploy to offset um, cost-cutting measures from Trenton? And putting it again, one more time, back on the local um, boards of eds. Uh, let me. Uh, you have several questions there. I do, and I, I apologize for that. But they but just kind of ran. Yeah. Uh, what I'll do is I'll put you on hold, and we'll we'll answer them. But okay. let me just. I'll keep you on there for. Boards of ed didn't want a New Jersey School Board Association, and John can step in, jump in if he wants. Oppose the provision for. We wanted it the provision for municipalities to participate, to have this authority. This was not something that the NJSBA supported. We hoped that it was amended out, as did, I think, a lot of the other educational groups. So that wasn't something that we wanted, and I, I think it's probably the one provision in the board that, in the bill that the boards of education are uncomfortable with. But it was part of the state, uh, part of the, the, res, uh, the bill. Okay? Uh, John, she brings up a uh, her second question, uh, second part of that question, um, which I just forgot what it was. <laughs> um, uh, about, about the reduction in funding. Um, uh, mid -year. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say is there, you're making this, uh, and uh, Angela, who uh, spoke earlier, has brought this up. We're doing this with the cap at 2%. If the cap changes, say it's reduced to 1%, and you have passed the resolution, you made it, the decision under one scenario. Are you helped that resolution, even though the cap has changed? Um, well, keep in mind that um, uh, this bill doesn't specifically mention a two percent cap. Um, uh, and what this bill says is that you can you can budget up to uh, up to the cap. Um, and so theoretically, if if um, the cap law was changed. Uh, to a one percent cap, um, then you would have to then you could then budget up to the one percent cap, um, and uh, and yes, in one sense, um, uh, a board with a, who has elected the November election uh, with the expectation of of being able to budget up to a two percent cap, um, they they would find themselves um, only able to budget up to the one percent cap. And I should mention at this point that even though districts are able to budget up uh, to the cap, um, uh, there is still the executive county superintendent approval of their budget. Um, and 
So even if they budget up to cap, um, and while we would hope that the uh, executive county superintendent would honor the spirit of this bill, which is being able to budget up to cap in exchange for uh, no vote on the budget, um, the executive county superintendent still does have, they have the authority to say, um, no, uh, uh, you're not going to be able to be able to budget all the way up uh, to cap. Um, so boards of education need to, need to keep that in mind um, that uh, the executive county superintendent still does have approval of their budgets. Uh, there was a question on the voter petition. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, how does that work, though? That you wouldn't be able to do that in time for this year's election because when does that the voters get the petition? When does it go on the ballot? Or and is it um, April the, or November? The, uh, no, the petition would go, uh, by terms of the bill goes on the um, general election. So if people are seeking to move uh, their board election uh, by voter petition. There is, in one sense, uh, a year's lag time, because essentially, if if a um, group of voters wanted to move the election uh, to November, that question would go on the ballot this November, and then the Board of Education election would then be moved um, uh, the following year, um, so that uh, it would really take effect uh, one year later. Okay. Now, if a if the board does want to move uh, quickly this year, uh, but in 2013 they they're thinking of moving their election, moving that election. Um, when do they pass that resolution? Can they do that anytime they want? June, July, December? Well, this gets into into the question um, that isn't specifically addressed by the bill in terms of can uh, the current board determine. Uh, what's going to happen in future years. Essentially, can the um, January 2012 board um, uh, elect to move not the November 2012 election, but the November 2013 election? And um, there are some general principles of law that say um, that a board of education can only reach into the lifetime of a new board um, when they're specifically authorized to do so. And in the language of this bill, um, uh, there's nothing that indicates that um, a board could move an election um, that is not within um, its uh, lifetime. So that um, while the January 2012 uh, board could move the um, uh, move to the November 2013 election, um, the January 2012 board um, would not be able to move um, – excuse me, I might have misspoke there. Mm. Uh, the January 2012 board can move uh, to the November 2012 election, but the January 2012 board um, may be unable to move to the November 2013 election under this general principle that a board can only do things within the lifetime of that board. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I have a question from the chat room also from uh, Jerry O'Dotti. Um, he's on uh, Ed Services Boards. How would they handle this if some of their boards reor reorganize? Do they have to change their uh, – move their reorganization to January if their boards are changing their election date? Well, I haven't even thought that, about this one. That's a very good question, and um, uh, under the terms of the bill – um uh it talks about a local or a regional school district um and there isn't any language in the bill that talks about an ed services commission um and i do not uh immediately think although i, I would encourage you to check with your board attorney that an ed services commission um uh gets the benefit of of this legislation because this um, uh, language really seems to apply to um, uh, elected boards um, and educational services commissions, uh, as far as I'm aware, are not um, elected boards. Is, uh, for, so this law, it's only for elected boards. Is there any – it doesn't apply to appointed boards. 
Uh, that is correct. Is there any other boards that it doesn't apply to that uh, can probably hang up now? Um, <laughs> uh, it, it it doesn't uh, apply to type two boards uh, with a board of school estimate, um, and um, of which I'm only aware of that there's uh, that there's uh, one in the state. Um, so so basically, uh, the type two board with a board of school estimate and and a type one board it does not apply to. Um, let's get back to um, at the end of four years, what can happen? What are the if what happens if we have a situation where um, say this this board uh, Terry uh, from Hapakon had a situation where her board has had failing budgets, and I know she's correct; it fails almost every single year. Um, at the end of four years, if the if the Say the members of the community put out a petition to bring it back to um, April, and the board passes a resolution to keep it in November. What happens? Um, well, what ha what would happen then is again, it's whoever gets there first, um, as far as I understand under the terms of the bill. So that if um, the board passes the resolution. Um, and uh, that gets completed first before um, the the voters have a chance to weigh in, then the Board of Education um, would win out. Because uh, keep in mind that with the, the voter petition, um, the voter petition um, uh, does have that, have that year's uh, lag time. So what would essentially have to occur is um, that petition would have to be um, uh, in one sense complete, um, I would think, before the Board of Education would speak. It's a very interesting question that's not really addressed in the legislation, um, and it's probably something that's going to need to have uh, some sort of uh, regulatory uh, clarification to it in terms of uh, if I get all of my, all of my signatures complete, um, uh, to move the uh, election to November, um, you know, does that uh, in any way affect um, what the Board of Education wants? And I, I think, remember this, the voters, that petition is to put the question on the ballot. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have an instance where the, uh, the board um, votes to move it back to April, it under the terms of the bill, um, the uh, voters um, might not get the next opportunity to do that for another uh, uh, four years because under the terms of the bill, when you make the change, it's a four-year commitment. And and I probably our listeners should probably know, and you can confirm this for me, the intent of, uh, I think, the sponsors of the bill, I've heard them speak, and also Governor Christie has indicated most of them really want people to move to the November election. Uh, it's, it, that's the goal, really. And, and am I correct in that? Uh, well, yeah, I know that um, you know the bill did pass with um, with a great majority, um, and and there was a vocal um, minority who said that you know this really wasn't a good idea because um, that vote on, on the budget is really the only time that um, uh, taxpayers have the opportunity to weigh in on um, on the property tax taxes that they pay. Um, uh, and I think one of the, um, uh, certainly what they tried to use here was uh, the carrot approach, if you will, right. to encouraging boards to, to move to November of, you know, in one sense, we'll make it worth your while um, by allowing you to budget up to cap. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily say that, um, uh, you know, that was the intent of, of, of everyone. Certainly, uh, it's the intent of the sponsors to, to provide this option to provide, um, uh, what they see as, uh, uh, property tax relief because of, um, savings, uh, that may, that may be had as a result of not spending money, additional monies on an April election. All right, we have a couple more questions from callers. 
Uh, Tim, uh, you just started listening. You have another question about regional districts. We did discuss it, but go ahead. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Came in a little bit late. Uh, regional high school districts. Uh, how is that handled? It looked like in the original language that it, you were sort of at the mercy of your sending districts a little bit, but in the amendments, it looks like now there's provision for regional districts to have a little bit more autonomy. Can you address that, please? Uh, well, yeah, yes, you're you're exactly correct, Tim. Um, uh, in the in the bill as as originally introduced, it looked like. Um, the limited purpose regional district, the, the high school regional district, um, really didn't have a say in that it was up to the constituent districts. Um, there is amended that language that says that now uh, that process of the constituents um, deciding the fate of the limited purpose regional, um, that that may be in addition to uh, the option that the limited purpose regional has as a, as a general region as part of the uh, concept of a regional school district um, to move the election to November because there are those two provisions in the bill where it says a local or regional district gets to move the election. And then it says, and in addition to those um, options, a limited purpose regional has um, the option to have the constituents move it um, uh, without the um, uh, approval of the of the limited purpose regional district itself, I would say this um, that uh, if you're considering that, you need to talk to your board attorney to just to make sure that uh, that is indeed um, uh, the intent of of the, of the bill um, that the limited purpose regional has this additional avenue um, to move the election, and that it's not uh, limited purpose regionals only can do it. Um, through uh, the agreement of the constituents. Um, but, uh, but at least in terms of reading the language of the bill itself, where it says, in addition to the process uh, that locals and, and regional school districts have, um, in the event that you're a limited purpose regional, you also get this other um, provision. That, that is at least what it appears to indicate, but I, I would say double-check with your board attorney before um, you put any efforts into that. Okay, so uh, if, I'm, if I could just follow up for one second. Uh, so if, do, would, do, would I still have the provision to where if my board passes a resolution to want to move the uh, election, they could as a regional district just alone? Um, that's, uh, again, that's what it appears to say. Okay. Because in the, in the first section of the bill it says a local or regional district, um, uh, when it, that they get to move the election. Um and then in a separate section, it says, in addition to the process set forth earlier. Gotcha. Okay. In the event of the constituent districts of a limited purpose regional district, um, uh, if they all approve the movement to November, then the um, then that gets moved to uh, the November general election. Great. Tim, okay, thank I you. Also, um, I'm going to put you on hold, but uh, – for Tim, uh, what we stated earlier, there are parts of this law that are uh, – it's not a law, I'm sorry, the bill are, that are unclear at this point, and probably down the road things will be a little bit clearer. And I will emphasize it's still a bill. The governor has not signed it as of yet. Uh, so I don't want anyone to be yeah. – think it's and, a law. And, we, have, we have one more and, question. And I'll also note that you know we're going to be providing as much guidance as we can um, through this process. Um, and uh, you know, so, some of uh, as as we move forward with this, uh, and uh, you know, if it does get signed, um, we'll be refining our guidance. Okay, um, Steve, you have a question. Yeah, hi. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for holding this uh, blog radio. Um, appreciate it. Uh, one quick question uh, regarding the uh, November elections and the two percent cap. Uh, we're tying both of them together. My concern is if the state, I'm thinking positively, will increase aid to school districts, uh, we don't necessarily have to have a 2% cap in place. I think um, to say that there is a 2%, we don't have to vote on it, really takes away from the voters having any say in the budget. Uh, based on moving forward, uh, the governor may budget more money for certain districts. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the Abbott district. So my concern is, uh, as a board member also, is to try and balance the uh, needs of the schools versus the needs of the community. 
just wondering um, if we don't use the cap, we don't have to have any increase in the budget as well in, in say, November. So having that 2% maximum cap increase doesn't necessarily mean you have to use the 2%. You can go negative if you want. Right. But it allows boards to say, okay, I can go up 2% now without going to the voters. I think that sends a, a difficult message to voters. Uh, and that's my concern. Steve, uh, the people who – there are people who don't want to move the election uh, to November for what you stated. A, they feel it disenfranchises the voters and that everyone will automatically go to 2% um, in their budget. Right. Inflation could occur. Because there's no incentive. Growth. And, in fact, I think the assemblyman who opposed it made that – his argument was yours. Uh, this is a permissive bill, and so it's up to each individual – district to decide on their own, or municipality for that point. And one of the thoughts is that... Well, that's the problem. The municipality, your your position is not to have the municipality have that power to do that, uh, to act first. But to, they, they to do have election. the authority. Right, but your position, the NGSBA's position, is not to allow that into the bill or remove that from the bill. Well, you're right, because we thought it was an educational issue, a discussion, right. educational budget. We'd be forced to make that decision with or without the board meeting. So we're really still at a disadvantage again. I th Actually, if I had a guess, I would think that more boards would move than municipalities would take action. That's what my feeling is, too. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. We have a couple more, and we have to hurry on this one. Uh, Dana, you have a question on the savings? Yes. I wanted to know how much and what would be the savings by moving the election. Uh, whatever the well, cost of holding your election, I guess, right, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, under the terms of the bill, um, uh, I mean, when the bill was introduced, the the thought was that there would be savings uh, by not having uh, an additional election in April. Um, under the terms of the bill, however, um, uh, it needs to be made clear that uh, there may be some costs incurred by the school district. Um, because there is an agreement of costs that needs that needs to be made between the county board of elections and and the school district. So um, that suggests to me that um, it it may not be that a board spends nothing. It may be, however, that they spend less because um, the county board of elections will be absorbing uh, the majority of the costs because they already need to have the election. Um, and it may just be the additional cost uh, that the um, County Board of Elections incurs because they're including the Board of Education election in the general election. Okay, Dana, thanks. I, uh, we're getting towards the end. Uh, I have one last question I think I'll be able to take. And, John, this is a great one to end on because I know the answer. Uh, the, the, the caller's name is John, too. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, John Van Oy, Howell, Board of Ed. What happens if the governor vetoes this? Can it be overridden by the current assembly uh, Senate? Um, if the go if the governor uh, was to veto this bill, uh, then uh, the bill uh, uh, would um, cease to exist because um, we're at the end of the we were at the end of the legislative session uh, when the bill was passed um, and. Under the Constitution, when that occurs, um, a conditional veto um, uh, does not get to be sent back then to the legislature. The bill would ha then have to uh, start all over again. Okay, John, and then we had a good conversation, and we'll we'll record it for when the bill is introduced again. Okay? Yeah, great. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, John. All right, uh John, do you have any final comments in like 20 seconds or so, 30 seconds? Um, in 20 or 30 seconds, I will just say that um, uh, for many boards, uh, this bill, if passed into law, um, may present an opportunity for them uh, uh, to um, uh, have budgets um, that do pass in those districts where they have difficulty passing budgets. Um, one of the uh, saving graces of this bill is the fact that it is Permissive, and um, all right, so John. I'm gonna have to. I have to cut you off because uh, I said 20 seconds. I meant it. Um, okay. Sorry about that. I like to thank everyone for listening. I couldn't get to all the questions. If you want to ask a question, uh, you can email me r pinny r p 
T-I-N-N-E-Y at N-J-I-S-B-A dot org. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll have a show next week with Tom Kane Jr. Thank you. This is mostly over. I think some of our technical difficulties is we were overloaded. Right. Hey, Ray. Right.